it's time for another deep sea story. And joining me for this episode of Deep Sea Stories is retired Chief Petty Officer Michael Gilbert. Mike Gilbert, how you doing? Can you hear me? I'm doing well, Ross. Well, I hear you loud and clear too, man. It's good to good to hear from you. And uh, you know, one thing I'm I'm excited to talk to you about besides uh, your deep sea stories is your new book, Fouled Anchor. And yes, sir. I'll make sure uh, I post that on my on my podcast page so everybody can can uh, look at my podcast page at the store, and you'll be able to click on the link and you'll be able to to go right straight to Fouled Anchor and purchase. Uh, Fouled Anchor by Michael Gilbert. And uh, Mike, so where are you living at these days, Mike? Uh, I, I ended up retiring uh, in southwest Michigan, uh, Hillsdale, Michigan, uh, just a small town. Yep. Um, I ended up there, yep. Oh, nice, man. And how long have you been out now? Uh, it's coming up on five years. I uh, retired August of 2019. Goes by pretty quick, doesn't it? It sure does, Ross. It sure does. <laughs> August 2019, man. Hey, when did you join the Navy, Mike? Uh, I came in right out of high school, man. Uh, I had two months off. I graduated in May of 1998, and I was in boot camp uh, in July of 1998. Yeah. Were you, did you go to boot camp in Great Lakes? I sure did. Yep. I, uh, I went through Great Lakes and... Uh, I yep. think it was a winter, uh, winter into winter, I guess. Yeah, I'll never forget when I showed up, Mike, is, uh, you know, I never left the state of Texas until I joined boot camp in the, in the Navy. And uh, doggone, the, the snow wasn't six foot high, man. I was in culture shock. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, coming from Michigan, going to, to Chicago, it wasn't a complete shock on the winter there, but... Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. The culture of uh, boot camp will uh, wake you up. Um, something different to get used to, that's for sure. No, no doubt about it, man. And so, when did you go to dive school, Mike? Well, uh, I went to. I didn't go to dive school right off the bat. Um, they had the what's called the dive fair program uh, when I came in, and you had to try out and has to have the uh, ASVAB scores um, to get directly after your um, source rating A school to dive school. Yeah. And uh, I did not have the ASVAB. Um, however, I did pass the, the physical standards test in boot camp, but I ended up going to dive school um, two years, oh, almost two and a half years after, uh, in 2001, um, after joining. 2001, wow. What a busy year yeah, that was. What a busy year that was in 2001. I can think about some memorable times in history. And Yes, uh, there was. Yeah, yes, there was, yeah. That's, uh, um, you know, I cover a few of those in the book uh, with the USS Cole and uh, obviously uh, the 9-11 uh, terrorist attack on the World Trade Centers, all, all, part, all part of my uh, early on um, uh, naval uh, career. I can remember uh, uh, the USS Cole. You know, we were, uh, I was out there as SRC ops when I was stationed at Deep's Emergency Unit. And uh, that was right after the Kursk, the sinking of the Russian submarine Kursk. 
And it uh, seems like we had all kinds of media on us for the next three months until we got out there to the South China Sea. And then, oh, we'd made our dive and we had good success and all the media disappeared. Because that, that week we were in the South China Sea, the USS Cole was bombed. And good friend, wow. good friend of mine, Frank Perna and Captain Scholey were, were out there. I were out there uh, on that team trying to patch up the cold, man. Uh, tell me yeah. about your tell me about your involvement, man, in the cold. You had some involvement in that, didn't you? I sure did. Um, so the uh, the setup there um, for the the warships were uh, in the Arabian Gulf, uh, patrolling the Arabian Gulf, and uh, the ship that I was stationed on prior to attending dive school was the USS Hawes, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a, a FFG. Um, frigate, and uh, we were over there patrolling in the Arabian Gulf, and the the coal was going to relieve us um, of duty. So we were transiting almost to the Suez Canal when we we got that distress call, and uh, we had to respond um, and render damage control aid uh, immediately. You know, within hours, we were. I was on board the USS Cole, man, um, doing damage control and uh, dewatering, and uh, you name it. You know, um, it was uh, it was quite quite a shock. Um, I was shit twenty years old. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. It's the real deal. All that all that Navy training sure came in handy that day, didn't it? Yes, sir. Uh, it did, man. Um, I mean, you don't, you don't do drills for nothing, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I just did my best, you know, I was uh, real, uh, eager to help, you know, and, and render anything I could do, you know, cause it was just, a um, such a crazy, uh, uh, introduction to any terrorism, you know, like I'd right. never experienced anything like that. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you um, what, when you, you know, I know for me, Mike, you know, certainly for me, you know, I, I experienced some of those uh, big time, uh, big time Navy dive jobs where uh, you know, a lot of media attention, a lot of uh, America attention, and I tell you what, uh, it sure brings out the uh, sure brought out the pride in me, and it and it changed the course of my life forever. And I I know that that job did for you as well, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I well, I had my dive package approved. Um, uh, on that deployment, matter of fact. So right. as soon as we got back from that six-month uh, Mediterranean, uh, you know, Arabian Gulf cruise, uh, I was heading to dive school. So I made that fact known <laughs> oh, <laughs> when yeah. I was uh, when the dive team came on board um, and to repair the shaft seal leak and uh, make that thing um, able to sail out of the harbor there uh, around the corner right. to. Uh, the dry dock. So yeah, I, I helped out any way I could, man. I was, I was, uh, I was hungry. Oh, yeah, deep sea, man. I'm glad you made it through. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about. Uh, we'll come back to a few more stories with, uh, with Michael Gilbert here, retired Navy diver Michael Gilbert, uh, and uh, we'll talk about a little bit more about his his new book, Fouled Anchor. And uh, let's hit some some better times in your Navy career. Talk about some of your some of your good dive commands and and name off some of the some of the navy divers and sailors that come to mind at your other commands oh man um well like i said i think i had kind of a 
a weird uh, influence from the start there, but uh, um, all throughout I worked with, uh, you know, good people. Um, Brad Purple, I, um, he was a, definitely a, a great mentor when I was a brand-new diver. Um, he was the LPO uh, there in Groton, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. You know, and then transitioning um, from that command and, and kind of more in a, a senior leadership, I had a, some of the guys that are still serving today um, and then some that are they're currently retiring, um, like uh, Michael uh, Sonnenberg, oh, yeah. uh, Mike Michael. Kinefig, um, those guys taught me so much, you know, they're, um, I gave them, uh, acknowledgements in, in the book, you know, I, I'll always, uh, um, uh, some of the dive jobs we did and, and, uh, teachings and, uh, just, right. uh, good stuff, you know, good, good people. Yes. Um, yep. uh, there's all obviously a few, few other, my, my brother, Billy Gilbert, uh, has definitely helped me a lot. Um, Scott Broder. Uh, some of the warrant officers, um, Jim, Jim Hordinsky, man, he was always a solid, oh, yeah. solid um, mm-hmm. leader and a mentor um, to look to and ask, uh, you know, the hard questions when I needed needed answers. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, that's that's yeah. those are the names that come, you know, stand out uh, right off the bat. Yep, yep, pretty powerful names right there. I know all those guys. Great. Great yes, guys, I miss them all, man. I miss them all. Yeah, they're they did the business, man. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, uh, where what was your last command? Where where did you end up retiring at? Uh, it was out of um, Little Creek, Virginia, the uh, NSW Group Two uh, Log Sioux uh, Dive Walker. Mm-hmm. Who was that MDV there for you? Uh, it was Michael Shields, um, which. Uh, he was actually one of the, the young divers on the USS Cole uh, when that got blown up. But, yeah, Master, Master Chief, uh, Master Diver Michael Shields oh, yeah. was uh, was the last Master Diver I I worked oh. with and for. Yep. Nice, nice, nice. So circling back to uh, before we continue on with uh, some of the deep sea stories and questions, uh, it's hit, it's hit one of these topics in your book, Fouled Anchor, here with uh, Michael Gilbert. Uh, Fouled Anchor. I, inside one of your excerpts, you talk about birth, death, and divorce. And uh, tell, us, tell us a little more about that. Let's give our readers a preview of what they can expect in your book, Fouled Anchor. Uh, let's see. That chapter, um, that that's definitely a tough one to write. Uh, and it was a tough one to write. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I was stationed at SEAL Team 4 um, and did two pretty arduous uh, deployments, one to Baghdad and one to, uh, you know, Europe, uh, in and out. And when I was just getting ready to transfer um, from SEAL Team 4, we got the news my dad um, had, like, stage 4 cancer. Mm-hmm. So, that was weighing on me, and then, you know, the my uh longtime girlfriend um then you know became my wife uh, i married her after the first deployment mm-hmm. uh, there at uh seal team four because um, that deployment changed my you know i wanted to something to fight for you know that was my own my family sure sure and uh 
But uh, there, it was just like uh, the best way I could describe that chapter of like a perfect storm of life. You know, um, I think I was overwhelmed with uh, all the death and uh, just the chaos of war, the uh, op tempo, mm-hmm. uh, the high risk uh, jumping, uh, shooting. Um, not a ton of diving, but, um, you know, just, uh, it, it was a, uh, a perfect life storm, the best way I could handle it. And at the time I was just, just keeping my head above water, you know, sure. the best way I, yeah. So yeah. that chapter something else, you know, I, I hope readers really, uh, you know, get some, get something out of it and, uh, one of my biggest messages in that chapter is, you know, we're not, we're not Superman. Um, you, you have to take care of yourself to take care of others. And, uh, I kind of, yeah. you know, I, I needed, I didn't have the mindset, um, at that time in my life, um, to, to say that to myself, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, sure does. Yeah. Okay. So, um, when, uh, looking back on it, I mean, I wish to God I would have reached out for help. And, and the, at the time, um, when we came back from that first iteration of war um, deployments and stuff, uh, there was no embedded mental health um, mm-hmm. to speak of. And I, I didn't even see mental uh, health until I transferred back to Mudsu, um, man, back to, 20, to 2010, I think. Right. So they started firing that up a little bit, and that helped, you know, and kind sure. of talked through some stuff. And uh, that's always been a stigma, I think, in our community as well, Ross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. You're absolutely right. I think, uh, you know, I was I was there at Mutsu too when they stood up that uh, embedded mental health uh, there over, over at Group Two. Of course, Mutsu Two fell under EOD Group Two. Right. And uh and you're right about that, that stigma about reaching out for help and I and I tell you what, uh they hired the right uh clinician uh, clinicians there to do that with. Yeah. And whoever thought of that program to to start that program up, man, they, they deserve the Nobel Prize 'cause uh I'll tell you what, uh and I was in the same same boat there, you know, I I deployed out there with uh uh, uh Jeff Annan, one of the uh or Steve Annan, one of the Annan yeah. twins and we went out there, and you know we were rel- relatively safe. But our our EOD brothers, man, they were getting blown up left and right. I, uh, you know, I yeah. I talk about uh, talked a lot about how I couldn't keep a damn funeral off my calendar. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it it was a lot. I think mm-hmm. it was a it's a heavy burden to carry um, just to deal, you know, to offload that. Um, in a good way, you know, to form good habits to kind of offload that stuff. And, uh, and I, I definitely wasn't, um, mm-hmm. offloading my burden in a healthy, you know, constructive type habit. I, I was drinking and, uh, you know, um, just toxic behaviors, uh, you name it. Mm-hmm. So that, that chapter spells it out pretty damn well. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, I think in an earlier chapter, I think it was an earlier chapter in a heart of myself, I think, is when you talk about achieving the pinnacle in an enlisted man's career, achieving chief petty officer. In that chapter, heart of myself, if I remember correct correctly. Yep. 
Yep. And, uh, t- tell us about that that chapter. I think it it's a good segue. It's a good segue and in, in, uh, talk about hard on yourself. Uh, what, what can we get out of that that excerpt? Yeah, I I think uh, my my thought process when writing that, you know, it was my always my achieve my highest achievement to uh, make chief petty officer. You know, I want to be a um, a chief chief petty officer, um, you know, in Navy diver and uh, have my own guys. And that was always something I strived for. And uh, when I finally made it, um, see, I, it was four years after uh, I got my first DUI. So I really busted my ass to kind of regain my, um, my bearing and, uh, you know, everything I needed to, to learn and, and, uh, um, recoup, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak, I guess my, uh, my pride and, uh, respect in the community, maybe, you know, to my peers and, uh, sure. senior leaders and, uh, build that back. So when I finally made it, um, I was still carrying around that, you know, that burden of, uh, uh, kind of self-loathing uh, from, a, you know, the prior divorce and not being there for my daughter and just all that shit built up. And I was letting uh, certain, uh, you know, people, I kind of had the belief uh, that everyone has my best interest uh, at heart, you know, and it, walking around as a 35-year-old man, you know, you think, I look back now, that that's just not the case, you know. I, I believe people care about you, but if you invite the wrong people in your life, they, they'll just destroy you, you know. That's exactly right. So, yeah, uh, I, thought I, was, yeah. I thought that was spot on. I thought that was spot on, Mike, I tell you. I thought that was spot on. You know, and I think, uh, you know, during my time, Mike, and I, you know, I just, I just want to springboard off your message, you know, during my time, it seemed like, you know, alcohol and, and all that stuff was uh, it was culturally norm, you know, and and uh, I think we transformed it into a navy where we, oh, I, I think we looked too much into a. I remember some admiral calling us uh, looking. We were looking for fatal flaws in you, and I thought that was a. Yeah. Ter- I thought that was a terrible message, uh, uh, and I thought what that took away from us was the ability to fail. And then for leadership to to stand us up and get us going again, right? And uh, and uh, I really really like that that excerpt where you you know you make chief petty officer and and uh, you made it through because not not everybody not everybody recovers from that, but you stuck it out and you made chief petty officer and uh, and here we are talking about it. That's the that's probably the best thing that could ever happen to uh, <laughs> you know to. Yeah. Uh, to anybody for us to sit here and talk about it, man. I, I really like that. And Yeah, and that that time frame, yeah, man, it was uh it was usually you know, one and done, you know, you're usually done. So Yeah. I was real I was real grateful, man. I had like I said, um that was right when I got, you know, uh mentorship with uh Mike Michael Kinnefick and uh he took me under his wing and oh, yeah. brought me into the training unit and uh mm-hmm. I uh just became a better leader, better better person but i still had my struggles you know and sure i wish sure. i would have even then you know being that late in my career uh was asked for help you know yeah yeah i hear you man good chapter we were talking to michael gilbert 
retired Navy diver, and we're talking about excerpts from his new book, Fouled Anchor. And uh, I see on the, on the book cover, Mike, you're seated. Looks like you're ready to go visit Neptune in some kind of mission. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, that picture was taken uh, off the coast of uh, England, and uh, we were in the North Sea mm -hmm. uh, doing some deep mixed bass dives, man. Heavy current, uh, some of the toughest dives anybody will ever do. So. Oh, man, but it's so much fun. You know, you look back, and I'll tell you right now, I miss getting in the water. I know I know Neptune misses me. He's calling me. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, but those uh, seems like the diving was the easy part. It was the fun part. It was all that other stuff you had to do to to get in the water. <laughs> right. Yeah. You the know? checks and the maintenance and the uh, yeah. Yeah. Dealing with the people, dealing with the folks who wish they could be divers. You know. And, and, yeah. Uh, I hear Absolutely. You, man. What else are we missing here, man? Uh, tell me a little bit more about uh, anybody who really influenced you uh, to. To be successful, who are the most? You, you rattled off some good names here, Mr. Brad Purple. I met him a long time ago. Yeah, uh, Mike. I've known Mike for Mike Sonnenberg forever. Kenneth, big Kenneth, boy, that guy's pretty big. And uh, even your brother, man, I, I really enjoyed serving with him. He's a great. All these folks, Broder, Scott Broder, Hordinsky, are great people. Yeah. Any any specifics? Any specific events? Other events that stand out? Any other people? You want to mention? Um, you know, I when I was at Mudsu, I, I um, they allowed me to be the deck boss on a few uh, master diver eval mm -hmm. um, courses, and right. you know, I you learned so much from that. But um, at the time, I think Jim Mariano was the R and T uh, master diver there, right. and uh, you know, he he gave me a shot to be the LPO. Um, and run stuff, man, run that mixed gas system, train people. Um, I got to see, you know, numerous uh, guys go through. Um, actually saw, you know, I think Mike Kenefick make it, and uh, mm -hmm. Ashley Gossett, um, Don Shepard. I think some of them guys are retired now. I think Gossett's retired now. Yeah. Uh, Jason Wall, he's retired now. Um, it was yeah. good to see people under that pressure and uh, see see sure. what you it takes to hit that and attain the next level of uh, being a master diver. Sure, so. sure. There's good times, always good times out there to be in, being out Absolutely. there. Absolutely, being out there with a the dive team. And it's great times, man. Bring back good memories, Mike. Yeah, absolutely, uh, man. Hey, listen. Uh, so, uh, man, believe it or not, see we're man. We man, that time flies by fast when we're having fun. Just. Uh, uh, we're talking about uh, Michael Gilbert's new book, Fouled Anchor. And uh, once again, uh, I'll have uh, the link uh, to, on my podcast. And uh, wherever I publish this podcast, you can go straight to my page, NavyMasterDiversAdventure.com. Go to the store, and, and I'll have a link available where you can press the button, and it'll go straight to, uh, to Michael's uh, book so you can pick up a copy. Mike, uh, looking back on your career... And uh, everything you've harnessed, all the experience, all the uh, missions you've been on, uh, certainly your time with the coal, going through dive school, and uh, some of the things that you endured. If you, if you had to, if somebody, some young second-class diver, first-class diver, maybe even a young diving officer came up and he knocked on your door, 
looking for some career advice, what, what would you offer? What kind of advice would you give that young Navy diver or a sailor, any sailor for that matter? <laughs> oh, man, I think it, the old chief wisdom come out there, uh, you know, know, know what you know and know what you don't know. Um, that always is, is one I'll always carry with me, you know. I think a lot of people kind of take, take on more than they can chew, uh, not knowing their limits. Um, so that's that's definitely one uh, wisdom uh, pearl that I'd drop on them. Yeah. But, uh, the other one, man, just be honest with yourself. You know, if you're if uh, you need some help, you know, don't don't feel like you can't reach out. Uh, it might send your life in a completely different direction, but uh, it might be the best thing ever happened sure. um, for you and to you. So. Um, just those two things, you know. I I think that goes up and down the young or old. I'd I'd say those same words to young and old. So I don't care how long you've been been alive. Those those are pretty. Uh, those are some nuggets, man. Yeah. So sounds like gospel advice to me. <laughs> yes, sir. And, uh, well, we are deep sea, man. It's uh, been a pleasure talking to you, Mike. And uh, man, I hope we get to see you around soon. We got plenty of events you know that mdv event uh reunions not, yeah. just, not just for mdvs it's for everybody and, yes uh, I, I plan on getting down there one one year I'll, I'll make that make that a calendar event for sure uh yeah. me and billy yep yep and uh all right good talk to you one last one last plug for mike gilbert michael gilbert his new book filed anchor and once again, just uh, I'll set, set that link, and I'll tell you how to get Mike's uh, Mike's book, Filed Anchor. And, uh, man, it's a good read. Good read. Good life of lessons, not just for anybody who's in the military, but I think for anybody uh, uh, in all walks of life, in all work environments. So, all right? Hoo-yah, Billy. Be safe, brother. Thank you for listening to this deep sea story. Somebody pour me another bourbon.